0: People might disagree and that's cool. But I think from my experience and what I've seen, I just think you can't be subtle online. You've got to be, this is who I am. This is what I do really quickly. Hey,
1: this is Mark Asquith, CEO and co-founder at Rebel Base Media, the UK podcasting experts. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, it's time that I started my own podcast because as we know, podcasting is a wonderful way to build audience engagement, a wonderful way to interact and connect with your audience. And it's a wonderful way to build your business. Well, you can get started with your own podcast today for just one pound by checking out Captivate.fm, the world's only growth-oriented podcast hosting company, analytics platform, and distribution center. Go and start podcasting today for just one pound at Captivate.fm. Hello, welcome to another episode of Marketed Not Live, the podcast for marketers who are looking to their own community to find out what's working now and what's around the corner. As you know by now, uh, in every episode, we're gonna bring you a guest to talk about a specific marketing topic that's helping you broaden your marketing horizon. So whether you're into branding, maybe you're into sales funnels, we've got a good show about that today, or whatever it is that you're into, uh, you're gonna learn more and get outside of that marketing bubble just by listening to your peers. We've got great guests on this podcast, uh, and today is no different from that, including speakers, from this year's marketed live which takes place on monday the 30th of september at the wonderful nottingham contemporary it's nearly ready now it'd be great if we had you there so if you haven't got your tickets by now uh, there, there is a possibility that it may have sold out but go and check out marketed.live online and see what is left okay now today uh, we have an official friend of the show Uh, Teresa Heath-Waring is an international speaker, she's a TEDx speaker a podcaster, an author, business owner, she works with businesses, entrepreneurs, marketers to help enhance their social media and their marketing efforts. She has a podcast herself, it's called Marketing That Converts and it's a real gem of a show actually, it's one of my favourites it features all sorts of helpful strategies and she gets to interview some of the world's top marketing leaders, you know people that We all really respect. So it's definitely worth a listen. And of course, she's one of our keynote speakers at this year's Marketed Live, opening with a session about business funnel roadmaps. Uh, But not just that. She is, in fact, just a wonderful human and a great laugh. Welcome to the show, Teresa.
0: Ah, thank you. That was a lovely introduction. I didn't mean it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Great to be here again.
1: (laughs) Yes, again, because uh, you were on the show last year.
0: I was. We had a funny one
1: last year, didn't we? Oh, yes, because we we messed it up. <laughs> I didn't record it.
0: <laughs> Makes me howl. We had to do it twice, but it was better the second time round. It was. Well, not think... that it wasn't good the first time round, but it was like extra good.
1: Just so you know, this is the first recording of this year. So yeah. if, if you're not hearing the words, this is the first recording. No. Then then we've cocked it up again. Yeah. <laughs> this year I have the advantage of there being a great big red record button with a sign so I can see we are actually recording
0: which is a, a lot
1: more professional this year. <laughs> um, tell us a bit more for those of you who haven't um, heard of you before or met you or seen you um I don't know if my introduction did you justice so feel free to kind of add a little bit more to that.
0: That was a pretty good introduction, I have to say, but I guess if you haven't seen me before, uh, my name's Teresa Heath-Waring and I help businesses of all shapes and sizes, not only do social media and digital marketing better, but get some real results. I've been in marketing for a very long time, 15 years since I did my degree in marketing and I've all that time worked in it and I love the fact that we're in a world now where we can actually do stuff and see the results of it years and years ago when we did stuff you couldn't and and you just have to kind of half guess whether that magazine advert worked or whether that direct mail campaign did anything and now we can actually see some great results and some of the tools and the technology that's out there now just blows my mind so I pretty much spend 24 hours a day, it feels like sometimes speaking about this, training, teaching, and I just love it. I think it's brilliant.
1: We live in um, quite exciting times, as you you say, but you've just reminded me about something that uh, when I first started uh, happened a lot where, you know, if I tended to work more in the sales element. But the first question you would ask is, so where did you hear about us? You know, you'd always yeah. have to ask because you didn't have the data, you know, or, or you'd no. have little flyers that would say, you know, your unique reference code and, exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: How much difficult was it then? Oh, God, it was so hard. And the thing is, you would try and we did try really hard, but you couldn't see it. You couldn't. Like you said, how many people would say, how did you hear about us? And you, and I, I saw this the other day, actually, funnily enough. I filled in something and I can't even remember what it was. And it asked that question and it was literally, I'd Googled them and I just clicked Google and that was fine. But most often you just tick anything just to get past it. Or you wouldn't even remember or think, how did I first hear about you? Because at that point you tend to be either handing over your email address or you are, oh, I know what it was. It was HubSpot. How weird is that? A, a very, um, Oh God, tech savvy company. Yeah. But it was because I was looking for a free email signature maker. I've paid for one in the past and I just thought it wasn't worth the money. And HubSpot had one and it said, How did you find out about this? And I'd googled it. So but like you said, more often than not you just make that stuff up because you can't remember when you did it. So we did have to work really hard and the results weren't even that great when we did work hard. Well,
1: speak for yourself. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what
1: what's 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 changed then now? I mean, obviously, we've got the, the the data. Does that mean that the information that we're seeing is just a lot more
0: truthful? Oh, I feel like everything's changed. Honestly, when I think back to one of my first marketing jobs, I can't even tell you. I used to have to do fax campaigns. Like <laughs> There are going to be people listening to this that don't even know what a fax oh, is God. or or they know what one is but they've never seen one in real life god i feel so old um, but yeah everything's changed the fact that i can now put a an advert up on facebook and i can see exactly how many people are clicking what they're doing when they get to the landing page how many people click through that at what point do people drop out and i can start to understand why they're dropping out and also one thing that i love more than anything is that social media and this digital marketing that we're in now has brought us so much closer to our audience. We can speak directly to them. I remember part of my degree, like I said, 15 years ago, I had to hold a focus group because we were doing some research marketing or whatever it was. And that was the way you had to find out. And then you had to, you know, bring people in together so they'd have to be location wise be able to get somewhere you would then ask questions that hopefully would allow them to speak freely enough about whatever it was you were trying to understand but of course they're sat in a room with people they don't know which means they're probably not going to speak freely enough there is going to be an agenda or they're going to think I don't want to say anything because that guy seems to be doing all the talking or whatever it (laughs) is so actually for me now the stuff we can find out the connection we can have the fact that I can physically talk to someone who listens to my podcast, because I had a brilliant one the other day. This was so cool and honestly made me so happy. Someone sent me a message on uh, Instagram. They DM me saying, just discovered your podcast, you know, said some lovely stuff about it, which was ace. And I'm really lazy. I don't like texting back because I'm not a great texter. So I often send, and Biz Paul will know this because we spend, send voice messages to each other <laughs> yeah, rather than text. So I sent a voice message going, oh, thank you so much. It's great of you to get in touch. It's da, 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 da. said a few things. And this woman came back to me and went, oh my God, you sound just like you. <laughs> like, really? Crazy. Strange that. I love it. I love it. But so the fact that I can have a conversation with someone, whereas how on earth would we have done that previously? Like, seriously there's no way we could have done before mm. all this stuff existed
1: D- it's made me think of something um th- this is this is not what i sort of had planned to, to ask you actually but i think <laughs> this is this is a good sort of um way the conversation's going because yeah. when you're talking about um that sort of level of one-to-one communication and mm-hmm. the idea that you can send somebody a message that's yeah. that seems very powerful to me
0: oh man So powerful. Like, imagine uh, if you're listening to this and you think of someone that you think is amazing or someone that you follow or someone that you like. So let's take like massive people, for instance. So Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins, or imagine those people, if they sent you a DM back oh my God, you would love them forever and a day, wouldn't you? You would be their biggest fan, their biggest advocate because the how you would feel about the fact that they had made the effort to come back to you. And like I said, I sent the voice thing because I was being lazy because I don't like texting. So it took seconds for me to go, thank you so much. And don't get me wrong, all the meaning was there behind it. You know, I'm not saying I just did it because, you know, that's a cool thing to do. I'm, I did genuinely want to thank her. And I do thank everybody that says anything. But imagine how you must feel about that person. So for me, especially if you're a personal brand or you are your business, that connection is literally invaluable.
1: I think there's a place for um, bigger brands though to get involved in doing things like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I don't know, let's pick like... Um, uh John Lewis or 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 mm-hmm. something. Um we know that they're touchy feely anyway because of yeah. their, their commercials. But uh, you know, for someone to get in touch with um a person by using voice and saying, you know, hi, it's Pete from John Lewis. I'm the customer service manager or or yeah. I'm interested in, in helping customers get better service and and thanks to that message, this is what I think this is what we're gonna do for you. Um Amazing, amazing! I just and surprising as well. Surprising yeah. that surprise and delight thing. There, there's an opportunity there, isn't there, with these these sorts of unusual methods.
0: And that's it. And again, we didn't have it. So let's take it a step further. Let's say you wanted to send a product back, or you had had a product arrive from journalists that wasn't great, and you message them on in, on say Instagram, or you message them on Facebook, and they then said, "Can we go live and you can show me the problem, like." That would be amazing. So you literally go live and you go, oh, hi, so-and-so. Yeah, this is what I'm showing you. This is what I mean. And you take your phone to the product and go, look, this is the thing. And then, you know, if it's a technical thing or if it's a you're trying to make something and you're stuck or whatever, you know, like those help desks where you set up your computer or whatever, you know, to be able to go live with someone and them to actually see. And some of the tech companies are pretty good at it. Like they'll overtake your computer and that sort of thing, or they'll go into your account and do stuff for you. I had a great example of some good customer service the other day. Uh, I've just recently been moving things to Kajabi and I wanted to move all of my, um, all of my contacts across to Kajabi. And one of the things that they couldn't do, which we'll get to talk about this, but why this is so important. One of the things they couldn't do was transfer the tags that I'd given those people. Well, that is more valuable than almost having the emails. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so important. And I I was on live chat speaking to this guy and I was saying, listen, I'm really disappointed. I've moved across to Kajabi. I'm going to be obviously promoting it because I love the platform, but if I can't do that, if I can't move those people across some automated way, I could have done it manually, but honestly, we're talking thousands. It would have taken forever. So anyway, they just said, that's fine. We'll do it for you. So they have been slowly. And it's funny because I've been seeing people, my account getting bigger and bigger and bigger as they're adding people and they are going through and adding these people more manual in a more manual way so they can add all the tags. But isn't that cool? Like to, to go to that step, I was really impressed by that. And I think customer service attached with digital marketing and social media is just a winning formula.
1: Yeah, because it's really all about experience, isn't it? Customer experience and and all of the different points at which you engage with any kind of brand or, or business. Yeah. It can be at the beginning of the sales process where it's the first interaction with the website, and whether that's a good mm-hmm. experience, it can be a sales call, and how they open the call or their tone of voice. It yeah. could be the confirmation package that they get and the first the first package. I don't know. Maybe it's a subscription box or something. In the first, what do you mm-hmm. get in the first box? What does it do? Does it set up the right the right tone? And like I say, going through to to customer service and what's the experience there. All of mm-hmm. those all of those touch points are opportunities to confirm a brand's well brand or or or, or values i guess and using different different technologies
0: and um methods to to do it Uh, absolutely and the the smart ones they tie all that together so that they have we talk about omni-channel marketing which that phrase has been around for quite some time i remember like a good few years ago, watching a webinar on it because I had no idea what it was. But it's basically saying so, let's say you've logged into your app for your banking. So, I love the fact that they can do the f- face recognition. I'm in my banking app, that's Ace. But then, let's say you're in your app and you need to call them because there's a problem or there's an issue. The idea is that you hit that call button and they know who you are because you've already been verified because you've already got into the app rather than you, uh, and they know what screen you're on and they know potentially what the problem might be because that's linked up rather than you hit a call button it goes through to a call center and they go we need to verify you and then who are you what's wrong what's the problem that kind of tied up interaction is just that's that's a kind of uh, you know a game changer for for lots of businesses out there is
1: that partly because the way that society is now, people just haven't got time. So little factors like, you know, I've passed my third person and I've given my date of birth again yeah. uh, to that person yeah. answering another security question. Is is that part of it, do you think, that, that t- uh, t- uh, time poorness? That's a terrible phrase, but um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I what, know I mean. what I mean. You know what I mean. The fact that we're time poor um, yeah. like puts pressure that we don't need and so we feel negatively about that. And if, if a process is smoother then we feel more uh, positive towards that perhaps.
0: I think so. I think there's a few things. Like you said, you know, we are so, we're in a world that is, is rushed and is busy and we are very busy people. Secondly, we're in a world where suddenly stuff is getting faster and faster. So uh, I, I was doing a talk yesterday and I mentioned Amazon and the fact that I'll buy anything from Amazon now because I can get it next day. And I don't even need it next day necessarily, but because I can, I want it. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, when you go on a plane and I've been used to having Wi-Fi on a plane, uh- if I Get on a plane. There's no Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm, I'm angry. Like I'm like, what is wrong with this plane? We get we get so used to stuff so quick that we don't understand. Then when suddenly you've been really efficient in one way, that how can you not then just put that across in everything? So I think there's just the world we're in, the speed we're doing things, the things that we're expecting, and the cool things we know right there. We just some stuff still feels like, come on, that this has got to be easier, you know. Yeah, I I'm I'm
1: thinking about about this then and um whether or not as consumers we need the information a lot faster too and what that means for for marketing. So does that mean that um subtlety needs to kind of go out the window a bit? <laughs>
0: Do you know what, it is something I talk about all the time. I remember doing marketing campaigns that were like secret campaigns or, and I'm not saying there's not a place for subtlety. You know, look at Waitrose, they do perfectly amazing marketing and they're very subtle with their messages. However, when you're online, I think there is a big, big difference. There's an amazing book that I talk about so often because I, if you're in marketing and you haven't read it, I promise you it's amazing. It's called Building a Story Brand. Have I said that right? I say it so often you'd think I'd know. Yeah. by, oh, his name's just jumped Donald Miller, Building a Story Brand by Donald Mil- Miller. And he talks about the fact that it's in our um, human, it's in our DNA that basically we're to conserve energy. It's a basic human need that we don't want to expel energy because energy keeps us alive. So he says that if someone reads a bit of your marketing or reads a headline or reads a goes to a website or a social media platform, and their brain has to think even for what feels like a millisecond to try and work out who you are and what you do and what you're offering your brain will go we haven't got time for this because i'm trying to conserve that energy and you'll just move on so you know even from basic human right you know needs but right the way up to we're, we're living in a super fast world i don't want to have to second guess or I don't want to have to think about what it is you want me to do with this. Because that's the other thing. People are really nervous about telling people to do something. Yeah. So if you've got a landing page or if you've got an ad or if you've got anything, you need to say the words, click here now. Or you know, download this today. And it's, and it seems quite aggressive and quite direct, but all you're doing is taking their thought process out of it so that, and obviously, you know, it's not like they're robots. They're not just going to follow that demand, but you're not going to, you're not having them think, and you're not having them have to guess what it is that you're trying to get them to do. So for me, online, subtlety, I'm just going to, be totally one-sided on the fence and go; it doesn't work. And people might disagree, and that's cool. But I think, from my experience and what I've seen, I just think you can't be subtle online. You've got to be. This is who I am. This is what I do. Really quickly.
1: I think. See, I think this is just so interesting because, you know, I, I see a lot, hear a lot of um, people say things like, you know, don't be salesy, you know, and all this kind of stuff, mm. and don't be overly salesy. But actually. That's what businesses want ultimately. They yeah. want sales, or they want leads, or whatever. And I just wonder whether by being too afraid to 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 sell, or be yeah. too afraid to ask people to do things, that they miss the opportunity when people, like you say, haven't got time to think, or haven't got the inclination to to work mm-hmm. it out. Um, that 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 they miss the numbers that that they could be getting. Yeah. Whereas if you say look at this it's amazing buy it then that's that yeah. that serves the purpose do you do you sort of err more towards the sales side than the non-sales side
0: i do know and i do think i didn't i think i i agree with you i think there is a certain part of us whether that's a british thing or whether that's a maybe we're just changing no matter where we are in the world. But I do think there was a whole part of, I don't want to come across salesy. I don't want to be sleazy. I don't want people to think, oh God, she's trying to sell to me all the time. But I, what's changed for me is my mindset. Now, if you're sat there and you have a product or service that serves a need, that solves someone's problem, then why on earth wouldn't you let them know about it? And if you listen to some of the guys I listen to and some of the groups I'm in, you know they will literally say, you're, you know, you're doing someone an injustice because imagine you are the life belt or the, the ring, whatever it's called, you know, that you save people's lives with. God, that's terrible. I can't even think what it's called, but anyway, you know Uh, what I mean? You know, they're on a boat out in the ocean drowning and you're there with the thing that's going to save them and you're too scared to go, do you want to buy it? And so there's a lot of that that goes on, but I definitely think it's a mindset thing because honestly, if you've got a good product or service and you're not telling people, then, they're missing out on that opportunity. So for me now, with some of the stuff that I'm selling and some of the stuff I'm going to be selling online in the future, I just think, what an opportunity to help more people. And that's the way I want to shout about it. That's the way I want to talk about it. I want you to join the academy when I open the academy because it's going to be flipping brilliant. And you're going to learn loads and you're going to get to, you know, do calls with me on it when I answer your questions. So for me, why wouldn't I want to shout about that? Because it's good. Now People who are worrying about that tend not to be the businesses who actually are trying to pull the wool over someone's eyes or have a terrible product. Because if you had a terrible product or you are trying to con someone, then you're not going to be sat there worrying, oh, does it sound like I'm trying to do that? Because you wouldn't be doing that, would you? So if you're sat there thinking, you know, I want to tell more people, but I'm a bit worried they're going to think I'm this, then just do it. Just say, you know, because like I said, if you're solving a problem, you're doing someone a favor.
1: There's, there's obviously still steps involved in getting to that point. And one of the things that you're going to talk about at Marketed Live mm-hmm. is funnels and, and this idea of, of roadmaps. So without, without giving away the entire content yeah. of the <laughs> uh, session, because like, I do want people to come uh, and I'll go, oh, we've heard that. Um, yeah, she said that on the yeah, podcast. She said that. <laughs> <laughs> but Ralph, we've heard that next. Um, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> uh, right, so, so what, what is a business funnel roadmap?
0: Okay. So whether you realize or not, you you kind of have one, it might not work very well and it might be disjointed, but every business has a kind of uh, a funnel and a roadmap that they're working through because no one suddenly appears on your website and buys something instantly. No one suddenly rocks in your shop and goes, I'll have six of them. That doesn't happen. What happens is people see you and start to interact with you. And then uh, there's a section in the roadmap where I talk about raising their hand. So they do something to go, yeah, well, I, I am interested, but actually I'm really interested because they've done something else. So what the, the funnel and the roadmap is, and what I'm going to be speaking about is basically taking you through a um, model that I have put together from my 15 years experience. I've watched lots of businesses. I've seen how, you know, I've worked with hundreds and thousands of businesses and seen how they've done business. And some of them, their marketing has just been bang on and they've been perfect. And others, I've looked at their product, which has been fantastical, their service, which has been amazing, but they fall flat on their face. And it's like, what was the difference? What caused that business to do really well? And that one, not so much. And it's because and what I've produced in this model, which I'm going to be uh, showcasing at Marketing Live, is that there are certain steps that they're following that gives them a very clear path and a very clear idea to get people from one step to the next, to the next, to the next, because it's really hard to jump someone from they've just seen your brand to suddenly being your biggest customer. That doesn't happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are some exceptions to the rule, but on the whole, in most businesses that doesn't happen. There are certain steps that you need to take them through. And in the model, what we're going to be looking at is not only what those steps are, and I'm going to give real life examples of different businesses. And it's quite exciting actually for me. Now I've kind of come up with this model to then take a different business and go, how does that fit with you? And finding that actually, yeah, that could fit if you're not already doing that, or it does fit and they are doing it. So that's kind of really exciting but also at each of these steps I'm going to be telling you what sort of things you should be doing at that step too so you know if I'm saying to you there's a point in it where you've got to get them to raise their hand and it's just a kind of metaphorical you know stepping forward giving you an email address whatever it might be but what are you doing at that point to get them to do it because sometimes and lots of businesses that I see, they've got the sales bit okay, as in they're selling because that's what we all do. We sell stuff, but they're not doing the, the pre bit. And the pre bit is really important because if you're not getting people in that bit and it's a funnel, so obviously lots of people in at the beginning, less people buying the big high-end products or the frequency products. Um, you know, if you're not getting people in at that beginning, the chances of you ever getting them to the end of the funnel or actually buying something are slim to none. So, it's, it's really interesting to see those steps and to see how that works in real life. And I've done it in my own business. So I'm a, a, a good advocate for myself and a good example. And suddenly now my head just feels so much clearer, not only from a, this is the path I'm choosing to put my audience through, but also knowing what I offer at what point, because If someone can, let's say I'm charging a lot of money for one-to-one consultancy, but actually I end up doing something that's one-to-one for free, then... That doesn't make any sense. Why would they ever pay me? So the other thing the model's been able to help me to do is to understand, right, at this point, this is what you get. At this point, this is what you get. You know, so you could listen to every single episode of my podcast and that's absolutely fine. That's brilliant, amazing. And you don't ever need to buy anything from me and you could learn lots. However, that content is not going to be tailored to you. You don't get to decide what content I put out there. Obviously, I do ask my audience to give me ideas, but you don't know what I'm going to put out next week. So that's your payoff. You're getting it for free, but you don't get those things. Whereas when you move up the funnel, you get to tell me more about how you, what you need help with. And I get to give you very specific advice about your business. So it's a great model. I'm really excited to share it and, and I'm trying not to go too much away. <laughs> <it kind> of <laughs> up, so I'll well, shut up. I- <laughs>
1: I, I do I do like an exclusive. I can't uh, you know to to sort of premiere <laughs> it at uh, Marketed
0: Live. is going to be amazing. But oh, it, it's going to be awesome. And I'm having it like I was just saying to you before we got on. You know I'm having it designed. It's going to look like ace. So I am really everyone's excited. everyone's going to get a T-shirt I, I really
1: and a goodie it. bag good. and yeah. personalized <laughs> Teresa Heath wearing like <laughs> face masks.
0: Oh, maybe I like all this. We should talk about this. We should. I should have some. I should have something like done to put in the bags. That'd be awesome. That would be good. Hey,
1: I think we've just invented something great. Every yeah. speaker, every speaker, note to note Put to the team, every speaker needs to have merch. I love it.
0: I'd love a bit of merch. You should have merch. Yeah, I would. With my face on it. Yeah. Or <laughs> <you> <laughs> if know, no one's heard from me, before, they're gonna think, God, she's a big head. I'm not, I'm joking,
1: I promise. We could we could have uh I know what we could have. This this won't mean anything to anybody unless you sat around the same table at Social Day. But we could mm-hmm. all have the same necklace.
0: That would be nice. The same. <laughs> we should do that. That'd be lovely.
1: There's, there's def- there is definitely a fan base. I've got to tell you, without really trying to blow smoke up your backside, um, th- there are people <laughs> who have been on the podcast who have mentioned you as their oh, inspiration. That's which is, lovely. Well, it's great because I'm thinking, yep, you were the right person to choose to uh, exactly. To, to speak. You'd
0: have been <laughs> absolutely gutted. Thank <laughs> God, Teresa.
1: Who? Yeah, yeah, never <laughs> heard of her. <laughs> she sounds
0: rubbish yeah (laughs) i love it Um,
1: yeah no it would be it would be really good and and it it does sound as though this is a um a a method that can be applied to any size of business any industry this is not just this is not just tailored to like small businesses or sole traders this is just a, a concept that every business should be able to apply
0: honestly it is and and what was really interesting is when i was uh doing some research for this i chose amazon like you couldn't get any bigger it's a huge business it's a product business so if you think of me in the knowledge industry selling online and then you think of a product you know not just one type of product but hundreds and millions of products um and the size of their business literally we're you know two different parts of the world aren't we really so so i wanted to choose businesses where I can show that they do it too. They might do it slightly different um, and actually it helped me think about my model in terms of how that fits with them. But it definitely just shows you some of the tools and techniques people are using and businesses are using to move you from the next step to the next step to the next step. Um, and I'm just about to take a flight actually next week and I'm flying with BA and I fly with BA a lot because we are part of their executive club. We're actually flying on points next week, which is amazing because and I, I don't want to say this because it makes me sound like such a big head, but we're going first class. <laughs> mm. Like, honestly, I am so excited. I might vomit. I can't <laughs> tell you. My husband and I are like, we are gonna be the obvious you don't fly in first class people <laughs> we get on the plane. Cause we're like picture, 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 Instagram, Instagram. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be amazing. Yeah. It, and I'm turning and left, baby. You know, but then they make you, you know, there are certain things that there is a step that BA took me from to take me from one flight booking to suddenly I'm going to do every flight with them because I want to fly first class oh, what and was that? I can get that in point. So even, you know, that's an example. They have a process in which to do that. So, and I want, what's really lovely is choosing some big examples shows you that this model isn't just for the knowledge industry, which I do think us in our space, because we sell our brains basically. Um, I think that's great for you to see that, but also what's lovely is turn it the other way and go, look, you can do what big boys do. Like, you know, the big players out there, these people have massive budgets. You know, I used to it for Land Rover, huge budgets, huge agencies, smart people. But actually one thing that's so cool about marketing today is you don't need all that. You can use exactly the same formula as what they're doing in your business if it's only you yeah, you're going to do it a bit different. Yeah, you're going to tweak it and you're not going to spend the huge budget, but you don't need to. That's the whole point. When you follow the the model, it's a case of I'm doing something to move someone from there to there, to there, to there, to there, to there. And then I get the sales. So for me, this is what's so cool about it is that it can stretch across everything. So it's going to be A. So whoever you are in the room, I really hope you're going to find something that is that you're going to be able to sit there and go, that's what I'm doing at that point. That's what I'm doing there and identify and go, oh, but look, I've missed at that point. What can I do at that point? I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited.
1: It's going to be so good. I can't, honestly, I I, I can't wait. It's like literally a couple of weeks away. Um. So, ah, oh. We could, I'm sure we could talk about ages, but I've got some we particular could. questions that I want to ask you, which okay. are sort of standard questions. Um I've explained to everybody that um we thought we would have a name for, for this, like a segment and be all professional, but we can't we we can't get one. No. We we can't get that. one. So, you know, it we we we've called it the quick fire round and then like we really are talking about daytime local radio. Uh yeah. <laughs> and the quick fire round um but they're just standard questions so it's quite it's been quite interesting to gather these and see what people are saying so are you are you ready for some questions i'm ready excellent okay now you've always got an opinion i've noticed that <laughs> uh, so uh, who's killing it in marketing right
0: now oh let me think let me think Biz um oh, you know well with so many amazing <laughs> people I have to say, I think looking at people like, in all honesty, someone like Andrew and Pete, actually, they have, they've changed focus a little bit. They've moved, they've created their event. They've, they changed the way they sold their membership. Um, I'm very lucky that I get to do work with those guys. So I know a fair bit about their business, but I just think for um, young guys, they are very focused with what they do. They're also the most efficient people I've ever worked with. So when I say to them, I need you to do this and can you do this? They've sent it back before I've even finished the sentence. They're amazing. So they are doing some really cool stuff and some interesting things in terms of where they're taking their business. So I think, yeah, for me, they're really interesting to watch. And some of the stuff they've said, we're going to do this. I've actually turned around and gone, okay, that's cool, but I'm not sure, and and it's worked. So it's kind of great for me to see as well what they're doing. So, the, yeah, they're cool.
1: They are cool, um, although I've got to say, I've got to say, I don't believe them when they say they outsource everything. I actually think that they are probably one of the main perpetrators of modern slavery in the UK and have... <laughs> And have a whole host of people in a porter cabin outside like their it. office doing all of this stuff because yeah. you know no one no one can be that efficient. I just don't believe them.
0: Honestly, they're crazy efficient, crazy efficient. But and I feel like it's funny. I think because there's two of them, so that makes you. It's like they're both accountable to each other. Whereas when you're on your own and you come in and then you start watching a YouTube video and then you think, oh, that's a cool YouTube video. I'll watch another one. And then it's three o'clock and you haven't done any work. I don't think they can do that.
1: No. And i tell you what they are very good at is uh, they're very good at saying no as well. Yes, they're they are very do. good at saying no. And yeah. they're, they're, they're quite, you know, they're very confident in, in, in doing that, which is which is cool because I've, I've sort of um, asked them to do things before. And, you know, if if it's not something for them, they've just said, no, it's not for us. And that's, that's yeah. fair
0: enough. You know, yeah, there's, but, yeah. there's no point no, in going... fair mm, enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, th- there's... Ship- still a bit... I like saying yes. But it's nice to say yes, isn't it? I know, it? and I'm like that. I like being <laughs> nice. Doesn't always do my business a favour, but I do like saying yes. People are going to... They're going to hear this and think, oh, great, we're going to ask her anything now. And she's going to say yes. Yeah. But yeah. No, those, go- those boys are good.
1: They are, they are good. They are good. Go and check them out. Well, I mean, obviously, they've... they've Spoken at marketed live a couple of years hmm. ago. Um, they're good friends, good guys. Definitely, uh, definitely worth checking out. So that's that's great. Thank you for that. Um, what no is way. the best technology that you're
0: using at the moment? Oh, so like I said, I've just moved over to Kajabi, and I'm actually really enjoying their platform. They uh, they do some. They've got an all-in-one platform. If you're selling a course or something online where it's teaching or lessons. Um, I've got a course in there. I've got an academy I'm setting up in there. They connect to all different things. They're really smart actually. And I went to the Kajabi conference and they were lovely people. And I know this is crazy because it's a tech thing and it's a system, but I like working with nice people and they, they seemed really invested. The conference they put on was one of the best I've been to. They were great. So for me, they're a really good platform. However, um, the email side is not yet as good as Infusionsoft, but Infusionsoft, that's what they do. That's their only thing. They're, not, they're called Keep now. I should be calling them by the new name. Um, but the thing is, Kajabi does so many other amazing things that you think, okay, I can, I can forgo that one or two little cool things that I did in Keep and Keep and, you know, because I've got everything else Kajabi. So, yeah, I'm loving that right now.
1: Excellent. Um, Aside from your own side from this one, what's the best podcast you're listening to at the moment? Oh,
0: podcast. I am listening to, this is a little bit off off the wall. Well, not off the wall, but maybe not as business related. Um, Brooke Costillo. She is the Life Coach School and she's American. Lots of the podcasts I listen to are American. I have to say sometimes because we're not in America, the voice gets a little bit like, okay, you know, I have to be in a certain mood, but I do listen to a lot of American stuff and hers is amazing. She's so smart and the stuff you learn about yourself and she has the most successful business. She is a multimillionaire and she's done it through life coaching. She's, she's great real straight talking i like that one
1: i like um listening to stuff that isn't about marketing <laughs> you can yeah. kind of get a bit overloaded i think with marketing and business podcasts um you if you listen to a lot if you if you work in it you know i mean um i suppose like listen to your peers i guess but uh so i tell you what i'm really liking at the moment and that cool. is it's called second opinion by dr christian you know like off of embarrassing bodies
0: yeah i know who you
1: mean yeah 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 yeah. it's uh it's not it's not an embarrassing bodies thing they don't just talk about testicles and stuff like that you know shame that was what was <laughs> attracting me yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're watch, if you're listening internationally, go and look up embarrassing bodies on UK television. Oh, yeah, you Somebody let me but know. maybe not where, in a public place. No, but I, I'd be really interested to know whether anything like that exists elsewhere, because you know, like X Factor and uh, yeah. Strictly have all been syndicated across the world. I wonder whether embarrassing bodies it must.
0: Yeah, they must have something similar. You know. But what does he talk about them? Um,
1: various topics actually. So this week they were talking about genomics. Uh, And sort of um, a project to uh, identify uh, 100,000 people's full genomes system so that they can identify uh, propensity for cancer or uh, heart disease and and stuff like that. Really interesting stuff. Um, They've had people talking about um, the menopause or they've had people talking about... uh, Bones I mean it just it's just really interesting actually but it's it's quite quick it's about like 25 30 minutes uh yeah. chat and there's a normal person a non-medical person called uh, Alex Strang I think um right. is his co-presenter and she's like you or I go what do you mean what's that what's what does that word mean okay that's helpful yeah so really really good um oh that sounds cool yeah okay right um what's a good ad that you've seen recently It can be on the TV or the radio or online or whatever
0: mm so a good ad that I saw, which actually unfortunately is still within our industry because I'm just like so entrenched in it, is um, Marie folio does B school, and you'll know when she does yeah. B school because everyone's an affiliate for B school, and she basically uh, I follow Amy Porterfield. I was looking at something of Amy. She was promoting B school because she's an affiliate for it. It's a big affiliate, actually. I think I think that makes her a lot of money, and she and I was just interested to look at Marie's um, sales page. I'm always interested to look at people's sales pages. I often put myself through um, their sales funnels just to see what they're doing. And I had looked at her sales page and I'd come off and later on that day, maybe the next day, I went onto Facebook and there was a video with her pointing at the screen to me. And she was saying, I saw you looking at my website. I saw you looking at the sales page. What do you think? Why aren't you joining? You're going to miss a big opportunity. Da, 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 da. And it was just, it's smart. Like, mm. you know, it's, it's really direct. Asking for the sale. Isn't yeah, it really? Totally. And, and it was really direct. And I think there are not many people that I would be totally comfortable with that. But I certainly think the technique in terms of using that remarketing pixel from Facebook and then serving ads to people, you know, that have looked, but have not then completed is brilliant because they're obviously your warmest, warmest people. And without using something like a pixel, you lose them. You don't know who they are. So so I thought that was really good. And like I said, she, she did a good job of being on camera and the way she spoke. And the way she did it actually was not, it wasn't a polished, sort of uh filmed thing she literally was um portrait on her phone which made it feel even more real so that everything about it was like yeah that's cool that's really smart like and she made it act like it was alive and yeah it was great she did a really good job on that okay thank i you. didn't buy by the way But <laughs> <laughs> so well, we're talking about it
1: we're talking about <laughs> it um right then so you're keynoting mm-hmm. you've been an attendee uh, yeah. why should somebody Who is listening to this, who hasn't bought a ticket is going, "Mm, well, I'm not sure why, why should they
0: come and see us in Nottingham? So I attend a lot of conferences as you do, Bisbal. We (laughs) see a lot of people do this stuff. And I have to say, if you listed the last, I don't know, 10 conferences I attended and said, give me one or two takeaways from each conference. I might struggle with some if I'm totally honest, but I have to say this is my third year at Marketed Live. I'm speaking this year, which is awesome. Every, the past two years, every time I've gone, I promise you there are things that I take away because you guys do a great job of having really different speakers. You still have some amazing, great people that we might know and the names we might know, but you also then have, um, lots of speakers that perhaps aren't your traditional social media remarketing type people, but have so much value to add. And honestly, there's some stuff where I have, um, I've talked about it for the entire year. The talk last year that Chris Ma gave, and he talked about being the Wikipedia of your industry, I haven't stopped talking about it. I literally mention it every time I talk about content and creating consistent content. So for me, every time I come to Marketed Live, there are such good things that I come away with. It's a great atmosphere. It's a great place. It's We had such a laugh last year. I have to say it was good fun and um, lots of cocktails, that sort of normal thing. But um, it's great. Events are brilliant full stop. There is nothing that can replace physically being in the room with someone and physically going up and speaking to the speakers. That's the other thing. Like Lots of events I go to, they have a green room or you attend for your time and then you go or whatever it is. Whereas again, I like the fact of I'm there all day. I'm there the night before I'm there the night after, you know? So the fact that I'm going to be there and you can come and speak to any of the speakers and you can sit on the same table that I'm have your lunch with them. And that sort of stuff is so important. I think that's so cool.
1: Totally is definitely what it's what it's about. Accessibility. We're all all in this together. That's for for sure. (laughs) Um, Where can people get in touch with you if they want to know a little bit more about either business funnel roadmaps or your online course or your academy?
0: So to find me, just Google Teresa heath and you will find me and all my social media profiles. I'm most frequent on Instagram and Twitter. I tend to have most of my DMs through there and I'm always on there daily. So definitely come and find me on there, but also look for TeresaHeathWaring.com and you can find all the details of the Academy and the courses and everything there.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Teresa, for coming on uh, to the show again uh, I can't wait to to, no to see you uh, anyway um, in a few weeks time. And I know I'm so excited. It's it's, it's uh, yeah yeah. I'm getting to that point now where like it needs to happen. Otherwise, I'm gonna just basically explode. So and that's <laughs> that would be very messy, and we would probably get charged yeah. a lot by the venue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Well, as always, a great guest, a great chat uh, and a great episode of Marketed Not Live. Uh, if you've enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice and help spread the word about this and about Marketed Live 2019, nearly forgot the name of my own event then, on the 30th of September. Do remember what this event is about. Teresa gave you some idea there, of course, but it's really about bringing together experts from all marketing disciplines. So if marketing is your thing, we want to see you there. So go and visit marketed.live for all the info on the speakers, the travel options, the discounts on accommodation that we've managed to secure. Read the blogs from your fellow attendees and speakers. And until next time, we'll see you then.